Welcome back, listeners, uh, to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. And this, of course, is an installment in our Friday's Favorite Movies series. And this is actually our final installment. Um, Just to be clear, of this series. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't want to scare you. Yeah. So, you know, when we started this series uh, about a year ago, right? Didn't we? It's exactly, exactly a year. A year. And we decided that we just wanted to have a little bit of extra information out there beyond just horror movies so that you could understand just a little bit more about the stuff that we like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we're really excited to um, to bring Andrew's choice this month. Um, but I think it's a choice for pretty much all of us, right? Yeah. It's The NeverEnding Story from 1984. The NeverEnding Story. Oh. Andrew, this is your film. Why don't you give us a great summary of it? Yeah, so The NeverEnding Story. This is the story of Bastian, and he comes across a book called The NeverEnding Story. Um, Him being a uh, literature lover, can't help himself but read. And what he discovers is that the book is really involved in his life as much as he is involved in the book's life. And they kind of overlap. And I think everyone's pretty familiar with the story. If you have not watch the never ending story uh you can probably just shut this off right now and go watch it because it's a fantastic film you know it's um well tell me this why why what is the main reason you love this film so what i can remember of this movie is i remember going to my local video store which at the time was family video up in traverse city uh and we would always go as a family this is back when my mom was married to my stepdad and we i had uh loads of stepbrothers and a stepsister and um we had exactly seven family members and family video used to run a uh a thing where you could get seven movies for seven dollars for seven nights. Wow! And uh, they, all, they no new releases. They had to be all old releases. Sure. And <clears throat> I would always rent the Never Ending <coughs> Story. And it got to a point where my mom pretty much said, "Stop renting this movie. I'm just going to buy it for you exactly. because you, we need some more diversity yeah. in our in our family viewing." Because <laughs> I would just watch the same movie over and over again. The, for for me, when I was a kid, that was um, I did Pee Wee's Big Adventure okay. all the time. Yeah, um, Never Ending Story is a beautiful a beautiful story that is so lovely and honestly, it's so sad for so many people. Yeah, um, tell us about the sad part. So yeah, the NeverEnding story is really about Bastian and his grief of losing his mom and having to deal with his overbearing father and his father saying, you know, lose your imagination, grow up, you know, put your feet on the ground and just get it done. Get it together. And um, really what this is about is letting Bastian explore his creative side. But um, throughout the reading of the NeverEnding story, he experiences uh, grief that I, I am thinking in the film and watching with adult eyes is a little bit different than kid eyes, but that a lot of there, a lot of metaphors within the book that he's reading that planned his real life. One that just came to me literally watching it last night that I'm not even sure if this is intended or if this is even a a true interpretation of the movie, but when Atreyu loses our tax in the swamps of sadness, I, I think that Artax is supposed to be a metaphor for his mother. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's the Swamps of Sadness. I, we never learn how his mother died. Yeah, right. Um, the Swamps of Sadness really alludes to suicide. Yeah, because sure. once you are overcome with sadness, you sink down. Yeah, sure. And once you can't bring yourself out of that depression, you 
literally sink into the swamps. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's a true interpretation, but that's just kind of what came well, to me watching it this I, time. I don't think it's a wrong interpretation. Um, you know, I, I think the, uh, the movie does deal with grief in a really wonderful way that I think kids can understand. And, you know, if you were a kid that dealt with grief, um, who, you know, Andrew and I are both people mm-hmm. that, that did, you know, we're both in the dead parents club, um, which is a hard club to be a part of. And it's really hard to make sense of when you're a kid yeah. and your frontal lobe has not developed yet. You don't know how to think about this stuff. Never ending story gives kids and adults a pathway through grief Mm -hmm. and it shows people that it's really hard like it's not going to be easy Mm -hmm. um and atreyu talks about that throughout the film about how hard it is right still feeling like he didn't really do anything good and this um this film i'm sorry i'm gonna start crying right now (laughs) this film really does show you that like um as hard as it is um you're doing good just by like surviving you know and getting through it and and going on your adventure and like you know, we just had an interview with this with this one um, director in, in L.A., and he had this great thing that he said about when he was too scared to watch horror movies, and his friends told, her, told him, um, you know, just the first 10 minutes are going to be awful, but then you'll be fine. And that's kind of like the metaphor for life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just you just have to get through the part that is hard, and it's going to be harder again still, but you're going to get through it and, and have something beautiful to live through, to work through, to be a part of. Right. Um, can you, what are some of your favorite parts of the never ending story? Cause I have several, uh, I mean, so many, um, when, um, oh God, when, when Falcor first shows up, mm-hmm. love Falcor, when Falcor is chasing the boys in the street at the very end of the movie. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I was trying to, to, to think when I was watching it of where, where are they? Yeah, because it's not quite New York, but it's not quite small town. I was thinking because like, there's public transit yeah. in the background. I was like, maybe they're like in like a Boston, like a Minneapolis kind of thing, or a, something like that. And then I thought maybe they're even in Canada. That that could possibly be. Yeah, it. Um, I love that part. I love the end when he screams "Moonchild" into mm-hmm. the into the ether, and and she's you know, the Empress is, is weeping and and Bastion. Yeah, right. Say um, my name. As, and honestly, as sad as it is when Artax goes into the the swamps of sadness, like. It's it's t- so sad, but it's also like so beautiful. Yeah. Um. And I also love, I love when he goes into the bookshop and the book guy, whatever is uh, Mr. Um, oh, oh, does he have a name? He does, Mr. Coriander. Mr. Oh. Coriander is his name. Um, Mr. Coriander. Um, uh, like basically, like tells him how how this book is not for you. Yeah. It's only for whatever. And it's it, the perfect way to tempt a uh, child. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then he gets on the phone. And then he turns around. And he sees that it's gone. He has that big smile on his face. Well, and then oh, there's the God. note that says like, "Don't I'll worry, I'll tomorrow. return your book." Yeah. It's just it's so sweet and it's so good. And um, you know, there are just it's a good reminder. You know, I, I'm not always a very happy person, as you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw a kid yesterday who smiled at me. And I smiled back at him. I felt so good about it. I got to tell you. But honestly, like it was a, it, that this movie is a good reminder that you can really make a difference in a kid's life. Yeah. Um, if you just like do it, small things, you know, small things like that, like like Mr. Coriander giving this book to that kid, basically, mm-hmm. like that changed this kid's life, and you can do that too. I always, um, one of the things that I always wanted as a kid was an Orin necklace. Oh my god, <laughs> did you ever get it? No. Did you like try to make one? <laughs> no, uh, maybe I don't. Maybe out of like clay. how much did you draw it on your notebooks oh, a lot. all a over lot. the place? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but some of my favorite parts, um, I love when he goes to the South Oracle. 
yeah, uh, yeah. the Southern Oracle, excuse me, uh, and he has to go through the different gates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it always struck me as a little weird that um, they think that the second gate is harder than the first, even though the yeah. first one will literally kill you. <laughs> but the second one is looking in a mirror and then going through it. Um, but that's rather here nor there. Yeah, right, right. Um, the nothing always uh. the nothing and um, the the uh, wolf, which I can never remember his name. It starts with a G, but I don't. I'm, I don't. Yeah. Gamork. Gamork. Is that right? Maybe. I think that might be right. I think could that be. Right. Um, Looks like IMDb for he it. He terrified me as a child. He's scary when he's in that cave and he's talking to him. Yeah, and then he's like, "Who are you, who are you looking for?" And he's like, "Atreyu." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's scary. Um, and and this movie is. I, I'll tell you what. I am watching it again. I am so surprised by the level of absolute violence. Yeah. and terror. I mean, he literally guts Gamork yeah. at the end, and there's blood all over. Totally. Like he has he has blood scratches like on his chest. Like, um, the only part that I have always detested my entire life is the Morla, the ancient one part. When when she's sneezing. Mm-hmm. I'm not the. I'm not the. Uh, well, I don't think it's like the best part of it for sure. It's, but it's not that it's, it's not a good. It's a little long. It's not that it's not a good part. I just can't stand that character because More like, like yeah, it's it's so the um, Debbie Downer of of the movie oh, because totally she's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, nothing matters. And she's like she'd rather die than help. Was Morla in part two? I don't think so. Yeah, we should talk about part. Let's let's save part two for a little bit. Okay, later. yeah, 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 sure. Um, uh, I love the characters that are literally um ripped off in the Princess Bride. Oh, completely. Um, in the cave, Falcor is amazing. Yeah, the animatronics in this movie are, are awesome. Like, I is it Jim? Is it Jim Henson? I don't. I don't think because so. it's it's Jim Henson esque. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's definitely inspired entirely by by him. I mean, well, I, and I just think Jim Henson made if we had. Not not had jim henson in our world like is this a world you want to live in right seriously i know i mean the, between the racing snail the oh, bat my God. the rock eater yeah i love uh, the rock eaters so much his um gosh i just got a chill a little bit um his monologue about his big strong hands, hands oh and how he God. couldn't hang on to his friends i swear to god but we have to be in the studio with us right now folks because yeah. we're like we're like both like crying <laughs> this is a very emotional film and journey yeah totally for real oh my god and i've seen this movie i i i literally don't know how many times i've yeah. seen this movie i i've owned it in three iterations i've owned it as a vhs as a dvd mm. and now as a blu-ray i can't live my life without having this movie it's so at arm's length. it's so important um i i think some people would say with it and i think this is the case for a lot of 80s kids movies i think a lot of people <laughs> may come at this and they're like well does it hold up I think it does. I literally watched it last night, and I was still like, yeah, this is... And listen, I understand that there are nostalgia-filled glasses. Sure. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I was try- I was really hard like trying to watch this movie like from a true... like. I've, only- I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm going to watch it. How do I feel? Yeah. I-, I can't see how people would not get enjoyment out of this movie. I, I think especially if you're a kid. I, I don't know. Maybe, I guess kids today are a little bit different just because it, everything is so digitized now and everything yeah. is so internetable. Um, but I think that they would probably still get it too. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I think that the, the experience of grief is so universal. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's never going to be a time when you're not thinking about somebody who's not in your life anymore. Right. Like, they're always going to be present with you. And you have to, you know, as I was saying earlier, not to like hit on this too too much, but 
you you need to find avenues to get through grief. Mm-hmm. And if you've never had to experience it that that hard before, you know, I wish you the best, my friend. Um, but for those of us that have, it's hard. Yeah. And and once again, a movie like this gives you that path. And I think just for that alone, this still holds. Well, up. and I feel like this is and I'm I might be speaking out of turn. I'm just trying to think in my head really quick, but. I can't think of another kids movie besides like animated movies where there's a parent gone. The the only one that I can think of right now is Land Before Time. Well, no, I said non-animated. Oh, I, I see. Like I see. like this is real kids, <sighs> and they because in the eighties it was all about you have you know your your uh, nuclear family. Yeah, your, sure, your sure. Parent two kids like type of business and i can't i can't think of one either i can't i mean if and anybody listening you people are usually pretty good about this yeah. if you can think of it tweet at us because i i would actually love to to watch more just to see how they handle this it. little subgenre, how it works because i i think it's just it's fantastic can i tell it. you something about the dad that has haunted me oh God, to this what? day what at the beginning of the movie he's making his breakfast um Bastion, orange juice and an egg it is the most disgusting thing to me. It's awful. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny because watching it this time, it's been, it's been probably a couple of years since yeah. I've seen this movie, but, um, there was an, there was a can of instant coffee next to the blender. Okay. And I was like, I swear to God, if he puts instant coffee Ugh. in that mixture of orange so juice gross. and an egg, I'm going to vomit. You know, it's, it's funny. I really noticed that moment too this time. And I, when he was putting the orange juice in first, I thought, huh, is he going to make a smoothie right now? And then I was like, they were making smoothies in 84? Like, no. Oh, wow. And then he puts that fucking egg in a there. A raw and egg. Like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? This is why, you know, you're not having a fun time. Although, you know, the thing about the dad, too. Can we just talk about this? Yeah, sure. You know, I know that the dad is overbearing, but also the dad is, you know, the dad lost his wife. He's dealing with it in a different way. So it's like, they're all, what I like about, what I like about their relationship, right? Is like, you know, clearly the dad is like just trying to like get his kid to like get it together, right? Which Mm -hmm. does make, I mean, he is, he needs getting it together. He he needs a different tactic because it's not working, obviously. Right. But like you know, he's their their relationship is not like it's not like abusive or weird. It's just like it's a dad and a son trying to figure it out together. Yeah, and they totally. do that. You know what I mean? Like they do it. At I the don't table. ever see him as a villain. In no, any way, never, shape, never, or never. Form. And like I, it's just, I just really appreciate that. Like it's like a very real relationship. It feels like to me. It's actually one of the things watching it back this time that I wish they would have given one more scene to is at the very end. um, I can forego the Falcor chasing the the bullies for a father son moment. Yeah. You know, like I I don't think I thought that as a kid. I think as a kid, I was just like, yeah, get the bullies. But uh, as an adult, I was like, man, I'd really like just that, that wrap up of that relationship. And the dad being like, you know what? Like you need to, hold on to your imagination and that's important you know what's interesting about this is you know 84 i was obviously two years old and you weren't even born yet i was born in 84 right right sure so you know for for me i didn't know about never ending story until i saw part two and i saw that first before never Ending oh interesting and i remember going to the to the uh what year did that come out it must have been uh Uh, i mean it was only a couple years later yeah so it, it, only a couple years later um i think it was in the i think it was maybe 91 i can look it up if yeah you have, to talk have about a look it for a second um i think it's 91 and i remember because i remember going to the actual theater to see it really? with with people yeah i didn't I, think i actually did not think I that mean, was a maybe i'm wrong 1990 1990 yeah so yeah i i i my memory then is right i would have gone with my my best friend kevin then um, and we would have gone to the theater and, and saw it, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, I if I and I haven't watched it for a long time, so I can't remember all of it. All I remember is Jonathan Brandis, 
uh, Atreyu being a little cuter. Yeah. Uh, just because he's older, right, and sure. um, something about him diving into a pool. Yeah, because he he was trying to be on the swim team, uh, the di- the diving team. diving team. Yeah, he has but to he was jump off his, the water, but he was too afraid. Right. Yeah. And there is a witch or like a the seductress that yeah. is trying to take over um, the land. Yeah. Right. right That's right. all I remember. But I, and I I just remember um, not knowing anything about the the first one, of course, and still loving it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to watch part two as soon as I can. Well, and RIP Jonathan Brandis. <sighs> so sad. I was just reading about that the other day, but it's uh, thinking about this. Um, and you know, I, he, uh, he killed himself. His friends think because he felt like his career was, was just in 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 the pits. It was just so hmm. dismal for him, I guess. That's so weird because and it's so at that s- point in his career, he had just gotten done with like Stargate. Uh, no, that's not I, right. I think I think uh, it was it was pretty far out. It wasn't that. Stargate. It was Sequest. 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 I love Sorry. Sequest. Sequest. DSV. <laughs> um, absolutely love Jonathan Brandis. I remember so sad uh, that he's gone. Ladybugs with yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh and like, you know, and like favorites. I think every gay boy had a crush on Jonathan Brandis. Totally. I mean, probably girls too. Yeah. I'm sure, but I can't speak for y'all. Um, I know I did. I, oh, yeah, I, totally. I still have a crush on him. And rest in peace, you sweet angel. Well, and who also didn't have a uh, crush on Atreyu? Oh, my God. I mean, come on. Come on. As a kid. Please. As a kid, I was like, oh, I want to hold his hand. Well, I, it, for me, it was, I have this, I have this, like, fascination with, like, long hair. So I've, like, even as a kid, like, I've always wanted, like, that. I've just always wanted that. If you one day show up with hair down your damn back, I am No, gonna, no, no, no. Like, girl, um, I'm going to push you down a window. Think, like, Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atreyu. Yeah, I see that. Like, yes. that kind of yeah, thing. absolutely. Like, it, it's just, I don't know what it what is. What Andrew but. was trying to say here is that he likes mullets <laughs> more than anything else. So if you got a mullet, send a pick over to him. We won't tell Michael about it even. Don't worry about it. Uh, and can we talk a little bit about the childlike empress oh yeah and how fantastic she is at the end of this movie fantastic and like you know 80s acting is a is a it's a strange different thing especially like with kids right um and it's hard to you have to judge it differently than you judge acting today sure you know acting really changed well and keep in mind this is a kids movie yeah right right. i mean and look at how she does right like fucking crying and oh crushes it god rushes it girl you slayed that girl so good yeah. so so good we actually follow the actress on twitter what's her so, name uh i'll have to look it up after her but name? we can include her in some of our posts it shall always be the empress yes yeah just just really a fantastic film that that lifts your heart that lets your spirit soar a little <laughs> that tears everything away from you without just a doubt. To give it back. It's, it's just it's it's so good and you know if you got kids I would really say, you know, think about the day when you're going to show it to them and, and, yeah. and, you know, watch it with them and talk about it after. Yeah. And talk about the themes. And yeah. Like make us a thing that you do. I mean, do. who didn't as a child ball your eyes out Come when on. our tax dies? Oh my God. It's, I, I cried watching it this time. Right. Like I, I, we, I was just watching the last scene that I was crying. I just cried in this episode. Like <laughs> we're crying right now. I mean, Michael's over there. He, he's in the fetal position right now. Um, it, Sonoma is crying too. That's our um, dog, by the way. That's, that's <laughs> the dog. She's she's the assistant producer. Um, so yeah, this is look, this is a sad movie, and it's also a buoyant movie. It's, yeah. it's both, and it and it balances them out so well um, that this is a classic that you should watch over and over again, and you should especially watch it with kids and talk to them about it because here I go on this. You need to talk to your kids about death. You need to talk to your kids about it and be real about it. And if you're scared of it, you need to get your own house in order. 
Um, because it's coming for all of us one day. Yeah, it's very and, true. And you, you got to give people the tools they, they that they will need. You got to give it to them now so they can actually deal with it. Yeah. And not drink it away or smoke it away or do whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna. I'm done preaching now. That's cool. All right. So is there anything else that we want to talk about with the never-ending story? Uh, n- no. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I will say, uh, you know, just because this is our last one for this series, you know, kids, thank you for being with us. Yeah. This is a lot of fun doing this series. Well, um, let's, let's do Podcast Corner really quick. Oh, And oh, then we right. can do our wrap-up. Because I have a couple questions for you before we wrap it up. Got it, sure. Um, so Podcast Corner, we, this is where we, um, we elevate uh, other podcasters, uh, indie podcasters, queer podcasters especially. And so uh, we like to give voice because we know how hard it is out there to be a podcaster. Right. Um, and so whatever we can do to help folks out and get, get the word out about their show, we're happy to do it. Uh, And Andrew has a selection today, and tell us who it is. So today I'm going to highlight the Ladies of Strange. Ooh. Uh, The Ladies of Strange are three ladies, (laughs) to be expected from the name, Um, but they talk about all things paranormal, true crime, mostly paranormal, ghosty stuff, Um, but they just have a lot of fun. Um, They're three co-workers that kind of just developed this over time. Hmm. Um, They're big supporters of us, so we want to be big supporters of them, Hmm. Um, and I think they're a good time, so let's go ahead and play their promo hello friends we are the ladies of strange i'm ashley i'm tiffany and i'm rebecca have you ever wondered if jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon or if aliens are hiding in the tales of comets waiting to take us away or if there's any scientific basis to the ouija board Well, then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. More information about the show, including show notes and links to our social media, can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. That was really cool. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're really fun. You should give them a listen. Absolutely, please do. All right. So this being our our final mm-hmm. um, Friday's favorite movies. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, we did not go over every movie that is our favorite. No, God. No. Um, are there any that you want to give a little? Um, I don't know. Just that you want to say before we really end this this little journey that we were on. Uh. Because I have a couple that I, I would like to mention. I, I guess the the only ones that I wish maybe I would have bumped up, uh, we've talked about this, but yeah. Way, Wayne's World, because mm-hmm. I, I think Wayne's World is still so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and I that, you know, that was like the, um, that was like for me, I think the golden age of like SNL comedy. Well, can I tell you one of mine that I almost picked for this what? last one is also a Mike Myers movie. Which one? So I Married an Axe oh, Murderer. Yeah, totally. Right. And you know, it's, it's funny talking about this right now because um, I just listened to this great podcast called, uh, it's called Un- uh, Uncovered, I think. And it's, uh, it's this season is called The Village and it's a Canadian podcast from okay. CBC. And it's all about that, uh, that, that serial killer in Toronto that we talked about a long time ago. In episode two. Exactly. Right. Um, and so I've just been, I've been thinking about Canada a lot and yeah. talking about Mike Myers now and just how, and I was thinking the other day, how many 
funny fucking people we got from Canada yeah. that are just incredible. And talented. And talented. I mean, yeah. Just so good. I really love Canadians. Um, and I fucking love Mike Myers. And mm-hmm. I love Wayne's World. And I love So I Married an Axe Murder. Yeah. Some other ones that I just wanted to put out there. Um, I'm a huge Sandra Bullock person. Yeah. I, oh, it's, yeah. I, I just yes. am. I can't yes, help it. Yes, he is. Um, so uh, my trifecta of kind of Sandra Bullock movies are uh, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Um, Practical Magic. Oh, yeah. And sure. And Speed. Oh, my I God. Mean, Speed. Jesus. I love those movies. Totally. Um, God, there's so many out there that I wanted to call out. I've got uh, another one. Yeah, go ahead. Last of the Mohicans. I was so dreading the day I that I had to revisit. Well, have you have you ever seen it before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. I, I you. Know, I mean, folks out there are not surprised that this is one of my choices, right? Yeah. I love Last of the. Mohicans. I'm going to tell you this though, because it's been so long since I've seen it. You probably forget a lot. Of I'm that, gonna I'm, sure. I'm gonna mix up Last of the Mohicans and Dances with Wolves. Oh, co- in co- my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Com- yeah. Completely different. Because I'm yeah. not a big fan of Dances with Wolves, actually. Um, but I I really love um. Dance, uh, dance. Now you got me confused. <laughs> I really love Last of the Mohicans for for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think Native American history is just so in, incredibly uh, interesting. Um, I love the story, and I love more than anything where it was filmed. It's filmed all in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm. Um, it's uh, if you if you ever heard of Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, where I've been a couple times. Um, it's filmed a lot actually, like in their grounds, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunningly gorgeous, this movie. Hmm. Um, and Nathaniel Day-Lewis, one of my favorite actors of all time, I think one of the best actors we've ever had. I think he's just incredible. I, 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 do, I, I do love him. I, I my get, left I, foot. I get annoyed with him because he oh. always threatens to uh, retire. He's always like, I'm going to retire after yeah, this one. And then he comes back a couple know, years later and I'm like, okay, all right. Let's... I know. For, for our benefit, he does. All right, DDL, must, let's must, get yeah, out with this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Death Becomes Her was one I really wanted oh, to talk about. I love about. Death Becomes Her. Um, Fired Up, which I don't think you've probably ever seen. It's a stupid cheerleading I was gonna say, is that a cheer- No, actually, I think I've seen Fired oh, Up before. I love that movie. Nick sure and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many out there I love. But um, listen, we didn't want to do this forever. Yeah. Uh, we did this to give you a little insight into our personalities outside of uh, horror. Um, and so we've really enjoyed bringing this to you. And this, you know, it also frees us up to do some more content, too. Yeah, I think what we really want to concentrate on is getting more of our regular episodes out there um, more often. Agreed. Um, Just because we're we're averaging right now one a month. Um, Hopefully we can boost that up. I'm not going to promise anything just because life... life um but we really want to concentrate on getting some of that great uh true life horror and horror movies out there exactly um so yeah um it's just you know it's great spending time with people who really love art and movies are art yeah and um that's those are the kind of people that i like to be with because i like to talk about it and think about it and that's what you know we do of course and Mm -hmm. it's what our fans love to do too and that's why we just love we really love doing this yeah and uh, it's great. So thank you for letting us do it for you. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We love you. And with that, have a good day. And also... Oh, yeah. Also, too, don't forget to... Uh, I guess you can, if you want, get, get slayed. slayed. Turn around. Look at what you see.
you see 